podcaster. I hardly know her. Am I right? Meet Megan Bryant. She's an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids, a comedian, a super energetic improv trainer, and an award-winning author. Megan is passionate about creating happier, healthier human connections through humor. This podcast dives into all sorts of topics that tackle personal growth, professional strategies, and sharing positive messages to build up the communities around us. Each of us can make an impact. So keep in mind that you don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Thank you for tuning in. This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. And here's your host, Megan Bryant. I'm really excited about this episode because we did it as a swap cast. This is an interview slash banter session with one of my good friends and a mental wellness advocate, uh, uh, Brooke Lacey, and she has podcast The Mental Wellness Life. And so we wanted to get together to merge uh, a lot of the fun improv insights that I teach in my world with uh, the topics that she addresses in the space of mental health. So. I hope you enjoy this episode and think about the ways that it's, this really affects everybody, whether you are the one that has uh, a mental health issue that you have to tackle, or you are just one of the every other remaining member of population who knows or loves people who are struggling with something in the space of mental health. Enjoy. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome listeners to the I Hardly Know Her podcast coupled with the mental wellness life, life podcast. Say all that ten times. Real featuring fast. your dual host scenario <laughs> of me, Megan Bryant, and the one, the only, the yes sandwich wearing t-shirt wearing. person. <laughs> I said it backwards. T-shirt wearing. You get it. Mistress of wisdom and enlightenment. <laughs> Owner and creator and... Co, what do you call yourself? Lead principal something of JLA Digital for all of your website needs and the creator of the Mental Wellness Life podcast, Brooke Lacey. Hello. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that, but I, it's me. I, I'm here. I have no self control when it comes to introducing guests. I don't have guests on my podcast very often, and you don't. Yeah, you don't. I have. Well, it hasn't gone. Wonderful. Oh, uh, well, you know. Whatever. We're learning That's life. right. That's, I think this is going to be a good uh, platform for us to take off. with Because there's definitely been some times where I'm like, I need to interview people for all of this. Because I can't speak to male mental health. I can't speak to veteran mental health. Right. I need to have people, which I do have some incredible people lined up to talk about that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's going to be good because we need to talk about men mental health. I agree. There's a lot, a lot of things. And I find, of course, most of my episodes are just my own little meanderings of whatever Me I'm too. thinking about. Right. Yeah. And yet there is a lot of power in the collective. And I'm a huge fan of like bringing in other perspectives. Exactly. I'm always on a quest to learn more and expand my own understanding of the exactly. life of, and world around me. Yes. So the, the purpose that we uh, wanted to dive in today, and we've been talking about doing this swap cast for yes. a while now. A while. Uh, because I'm a big fan of your work. I, shit. But I am the biggest fan of yours. Like, I knew about you before you knew about me. I know. 
it's yeah, creepy. it's true. It uh, the way you presented all of the details about my life. Yeah, before yep. I really knew you was in fact one of the higher levels of the creep scale <laughs> that I've experienced in a while. <laughs> just, uh, just know that I I did rethink that as I got home, uh-huh, going uh-huh. maybe I shouldn't it, have said all that. Yeah, eventually, too late. Fortunately, now as we can see, it has teetered back over onto the side of now it's tolerable. Little... <laughs> now it's a little creepy when she texts me all day I long. Know, so it's become a real. I have issue. other friends that have been in this situation with me, and then they're like, "Well, I'm really glad you uh, pushed the issue because now I, you're like my favorite person. So right? what can I say? I, I know it. what works. You know what works, and you roll with Creepiness. it. Creepiness. The fun thing about blending the topics that we cover is that it's super important and there's a lot of underlying themes of tackling things in a very blunt yet approachable and open for discussion type of way. Right. And I think that's one of the things that really attracts me to just being in your space in general is it's a very low pressure um uh the judgment is suspended it certainly you know, is. that's what i like to do and and knowing like that we can talk about hard things without it being offensive yeah. and if it is something that is offensive talking about why it's offensive yeah. you know like it gets to go into that level yeah so we well we have a lot in common and there's yeah. you know there's there's different like levels of of things that i've done that that aren't where you are or whatever mm-hmm. like and so being able to have conversations with somebody who really gets it, whether it be the podcast, whether it be speaking, whether it be, you know, like I'm able to ask questions of you. There's things about tech that, you know, I'm able to answer for you. Right. It's like, I, you know, obviously I have other people in my life that are similar in intelligence, mm-hmm. but we have a different like trajectory. We use that word a lot yeah. where we kind of understand the life that we're both living, if that makes and sense And building. Yeah. yeah, the way we're yeah. living it, the way that it's got a lot of intentional steps and the genuine collaboration. So I, yeah. like, I've done uh, other episodes where I mentioned this, and it's really important to me to rally with people yeah. who put action behind their words yeah. and are not afraid to approach the, the challenges that inevitably come along the way. Exactly. So the, a couple things we're going to touch on throughout this episode, and I did make a few notes just to sort of guide our path here, because it's, um, it's important to talk about the scope of mental health issues and mm-hmm. how broad and far-reaching they truly are in right. everyone's lives, whether right. you are maybe immediately tackling them yourself personally or right. you are just being touched by people in your life personally and professionally. Exactly. In which case, uh, newsflash, everyone, everyone is. Yeah. Right. Um, and then in my scope of things, um, I've learned a lot of interesting lessons about using humor and improv and the bringing the fun and playtime back into the workplace mm-hmm. and have inadvertently triggered people in yeah. ways that I have That's, become yeah. very aware of because yeah. I don't want to accidentally uncork something right. without it being a way to provide resources for other for totally. other steps. Totally. Um, and you've got uh, gotten to come be part of my workshops before. Yeah. And we so just cross-pollinating the different things that we do out in the community. I've gotten to come watch you right. um, speak at events and mm-hmm. help promote those things. And it really is all of us working together towards yeah. normalizing the hard conversations. Totally. Taking action towards doing something different and better. Right. 
and recognizing that we can be awesomely accomplished um, humans doing yeah. big things while juggling real struggles. Yeah. For sure. So start, I want to have, and I know obviously for those of you that may be hearing this swap cast for the first time, a swap cast is where this exact same blip of recording that we are doing, we both just hit record at the same time. So this right. content is going to be right here uh, where you're hearing on either the I Hardly Know Her podcast or if you happen to be hearing it also right here on the Mental Wellness Life podcast ooh, ooh. Uh, because there, anytime there's crossover of important messages, um, we just want to be able to get give people additional resources and um, get it out touch to on the masses. Yeah. A lot more people will hear this, and it'll it'll reach you know her, you, the listeners that are Megan's with I hardly know her are going to hear this and realize that that things do mesh together right. and you know go and then listen to what I have to say and vice versa exactly um, because we're going to talk about how humor and the improv space has helped me with with all of these things that I'm doing to try to live successfully. Um, I should introduce myself to your listeners. Yeah, I was actually just about to do that. So I was going to say, so I know your listeners know you. Yeah. I want to just hear a little bit about what you, and I love that you call it live successfully with, Mm -hmm. because um, the word struggle is really uh, exactly that. It feels very restrictive and cumbersome. Um, And so I want you to talk to me and to my listeners about what your catalog of of things oh, are I that you need yeah, for exactly. every one of my episodes I'll, and, I'll give it to you and then how it led into why you do your podcast so for my listeners I usually do recap this anyway mm, um, good, good. I am a 43 year old adult sometimes I don't feel like that but <laughs> I live successfully with post-traumatic stress disorder bipolar type one um which is the bad bipolar no I'm kidding uh and <laughs> Panic disorder and adjustment disorder. So, like, all the disorders. Um, I started the podcast in February. Um, this is a little controversial, so I'm just starting that out. Uh, my listeners on Mental Wellness Life have heard this before, but um, the, leg- the Idaho legislature had just passed a $800 million, uh, um, I guess, amount to go towards su- suicide prevention. And it kind of hit me, like... That kind of money could go so far with the mental health space and getting people mm-hmm. healthy so that it never even gets to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a little bit more controversial things to say about that, but we'll just leave that to a different, um, you know, episode. But it just got me to the point of, I've told this story a lot. I've had people ask me to write a book. I'm just, I'm not a great writer. There's a book that's been in play for years and I just haven't been able to get to it. So mm-hmm. Because of other stuff I've used to do with radio and having the silky pipes um, podcast, so silky, silky, you just gonna fall asleep. This segment sponsored by Brooks Silk, Silk. (laughs) the silkiest. Imagine the silkiest silk you can never run your delicate soul across. (laughs) Such chocolatey and silky. (laughs) I just love it. The voice for radio, Um, but not a face for radio. It's just I know it's a face for billboards if you ask me. <laughs> Bill blipboards. <laughs> so it just really like got me thinking that you know I want to get this information out. I want people to understand that you can live successfully with it. I say all those, 
you know, wild words. And they are very, you know, they're very heavy. Mm. They're diseases, just like any other disease. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm the lucky one because I've been able to, like, have the self-awareness enough to go and try to get better. I don't want to suffer. And, you know, I said on, on a couple of my talks that, you know, we all suffer, but to what degree? You know, we can either move forward and try to be better and do all the things that are going to help our situation, or we can just wallow in our comfortable little depression blankets. And if that's you, this podcast or my, you know, the way that I talk about things isn't for you because I'm talking to the people that want to get better. And I constantly get listeners and, um, you know, I actually get Twitter messages saying, hey, I listened to your stuff and it's so raw and it's so cool. And I went back to therapy. And it's like, that's all I care about is just getting you thinking about what you can do. Tell your story, do all of these things and it will, you'll feel better. Yeah. It's definitely opened my whole world up. As soon as I started talking about it, it, I've never felt so free of it. Yes. That's so good. And so when you started you're doing so the podcast, oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you're, when you started the podcast, though, that was just a, a great platform for you to be able to do whatever you wanted, though, right? right? To just say, okay, this is the list of things I need to address. Right. And, and I'm, I'm going to keep it clean because we are on your podcast, but mine is explicit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like because, and we've talked about this before, that's right. who I am. Yeah. My foul mouth follows me everywhere. It is a form of stress relief. I I joke about this, but it also is scientifically proven that swearing relieves stress. That's why I cuss into my pillow at night. (laughs) While while crying yourself to sleep. (laughs) While I weep, weary with the weathering of the the day. (laughs) The weight of the world. I release the weight of the world into expletives into my pillow. (laughs) And I just say them to the the bleeping world. (laughs) Bleep. Uh, I love it. And so for those that are listening to this on the wellness, the mental wellness side of things, um, I will tell you one of the things that makes me the most self-conscious still about my own podcast is that I I started it because I really wanted to share stories. I love stories. I love listening to other people's podcasts. Um, And for me, I'm just very much a verbal processor. And I, of course, talk about my listeners will hear this again and go, yes, we get it. You talk a lot. for me, though, um, especially when I think about my own intro, it is a, probably a little misleading at first because people are like, oh, she's a comedian and she's right. an improv trainer and she does whatever, all these things, right? Right. And then I think some people probably expect my episodes to be super funny. And honestly, I'm not sure if they really ever are because right. here's the thing is I switch into my... I'm a, I'm a performer when I need to be performing. Right. And I get booked often enough to know that I... And I see people laughing yeah usually in photos afterwards I sometimes get self-conscious when I'm actually performing um the reason though why comedy is so important and the and that I obviously it's part of my my business but not necessarily what I do on podcasts is because we have to be able to cathart and we need to be able to laugh and we need to be able to work through those things and and certainly there's an amount of um of separation between like I don't ever promise a funny deliverable unless right. it's a comedy show. Right. Which um, I will tell you, listeners, to all of your you, <laughs> Megan is the funniest freaking, I'm good, person that I have ever, like, been able to be in contact with. Like, and I've seen some really funny people, but, right. like, 
that comedy show a couple weeks ago, like I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. And, <laughs> and it was probably because there was some, this like personal connection with you. And so I knew like a lot of that stuff, even though it was funny to everyone, was kind of an inside joke as well because we right. joke about it. But it's sure. just so funner. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's kind of like. This is a separate thing because right. people have also said that to me. They're like, some of your stuff is really funny and some of it's really heavy. I'm like, no, sh- uh, yeah. no shoot. No crap. No crap. You're darn right it You're is. You're darn tootin'. Because that's exactly what I feel like there is a time and a place. And I'm very sensitive to the fact that so many things are very heavy. Right. That I like to give them room to breathe and make sure it's in the yeah. right arena to be able to process them in the healthiest exactly. way. Because I have made some jokes about some very heavy stuff. And like right. even now in my stand-up, I will reference... Like, like for example, uh, my connection to adoption and yeah. having hidden that pregnancy and whatever. And there's other challenging things I've gone through in my life. And it has to be done in such a way that t- enough time has happened that you have processed it a- at least a right. little bit or enough that where the audience doesn't feel like they have to rescue you. Right. So there's a lot of mechanics behind the scenes with comedy that really just help us to connect with others and yep. to heal and yeah. laughter for me is the most important vital thing that I 100%. can help deliver and that I know that I need because if 100%. I'm struggling like even just a couple of weeks ago when I was yeah. when I um, was heading to an improv workshop that I was facilitating and I was just really in a rough space in that moment yeah and tired and didn't just feeling down on myself oh the one where we were both feeling like that yeah last I think week. yeah just last yeah, week yeah, yeah, yeah as at that session yeah and well yeah and it's certainly not the first time it's happened but right. th- yeah that's exact yeah exactly right mm-hmm. we were both at that one and it was like I, I knew I had to get there because, well, because I'm facilitating. Right. Also, I just know it well enough that I knew I needed that release of right. um, tension that had been festering in my little soul that day. Yeah. And it's just a magical thing when you can bring strangers. Certainly some of us know of each other. There right. was a couple of new people, uh, new to each other people, even though I'm, I know people from different connections in some cases. And to create a safe space where it's okay to talk about the things is so validating and necessary. One of the things that has been really um, interesting, and we're going to sort of pivot back, I think, to how far-reaching the mental health topic is. is Which I didn't realize. I mean, I did, but it's only been, what, six, seven months? And especially having this relationship with you, it's like every day I'm like, holy crap, like there's so... It's reaching everywhere. It is. It's in a high concentration. And one of my improv groups that I helped formulate last year was for a high school troupe. Oh, yeah. And they're super fun. And I get to see them not as as frequently as I would like to do to my constraints of time at the moment. When I've done some recent-ish workshops with them, though, Mm -hmm. their common themes as they're doing their scenes and their gimmick games is mental health issues. Yeah. They're straight up talking about depression, anxiety, yeah. yep. um, things that, like very personal things. Yes. And they're doing it in a safe space where they know that their teammates are there yeah. to hold them up. Totally. And they talk about broken homes. They're talking about um, being in addictive family mm-hmm. environments. Like they're saying these things as if they are pretending in a improv space because they right. kind of are. Right. And yet all comedy is rooted in truth. Totally. And so I'm very aware when I'm like listening to these young people yeah. very boldly bring in very heavy issues that I yeah. know now I know for a fact that they are dealing with. They are dealing with um, body issues. They are totally. dealing with 
just super heavy stuff. Right. And you know what? They're excited about being able to, to talk about it. Yeah. They that, don't feel That's restricted. what I was going to say is like, I think that sometimes people go, well, um, you know, these are such heavy topics and I'm going, yeah, but people are talking about it. Uh, yeah. You know, like so I have good. an episode called teenage depression and I talked to Broden, my son. Um, and it, it was like, nobody else did. There's no one that's done that. And, right. and people are like, wow, you know, he deals with depression. I'm like, yeah, Probably so your does kid your does. Kid. Yeah, like so does your kid, I bet. But he's certainly not getting onto podcasts talking about gravity blankets. I mean, like, I didn't know where right. that conversation would go, but it went in such a perfect way Ugh. that I had no idea. And then at the end, when I shut it off, he was like, He's like, oh, is that it? And I'm like, well, what did you want me to ask you about? And he's like, no, I thought it was going to get like really deep. I'm like, what do you mean? Like about suicide or something? And mm-hmm. they are, t- I, I don't mean to bring that up, but like these kids are talking about this stuff at yes. the friggin' lunch table. Absolutely. And I'm like, I, I, it's, it blows my mind mm-hmm. that we're not facilitating that as parents. Right. Like, he has, you know, he came to me two weeks ago. Mom, I think it's time for therapy. Like mm. who does that? Like what kid does that? Well, in my world, my kid. Yeah. So we need to facilitate that. But it's true. Like right. these kids that you're talking about are comfortable with saying all these things. And it's a, it's a space for them to actually talk about it and hear about it from other people and their peers. Like, yeah. And I don't think so they want to repeat the things they've seen the the previous several generations exactly. where we bury things under shame. Exactly. We smile on Sundays at church and pretend nothing's wrong. Exactly. We don't talk about things once they're in the past because you're supposed to leave the past in the past and you right. don't want... For me, like what you said Something. earlier, something about just when you started talking about it, that freedom, yes. I will say that that is one of my favorite things about owning my crap. Like I've shared not mm-hmm. not everything I plan to someday publicly because I'm still working on other books and I'm probably will on podcasts. There's certain things yeah, that I... Yeah, because I'm about to ask you, yeah, right? <laughs> How's your mental health? <laughs> it's uh, questionable at times. Uh, but when some of the things that I've shared about past choices I've made, people I've hurt in my life when I was hurt hurting different right. just stupid things I've done right. and um and and owning those things and issuing apologies to people that I exactly. know I hurt exactly was humiliating in the moment and yet the most um remarkable friendships and lessons and forgiveness have come from right. putting down my I don't even know what it is coming out it's from under my shame it's yeah not, it was like yeah, I was being buried yeah. in shame for long enough on certain things yeah. that it was killing me and and I knew that there were things that um that I just needed to air it out right and do all that work to clean my dirty laundry That's right. because um there's so much freedom in just stepping out in front of your own stuff so and say you know what freedom. because I do believe that my as much as I sometimes honestly do hate it I don't always love my very public tendencies. Right. My wildest fascin- uh, fantasy is having a little cabin in right. the middle of nowhere right. and exactly. no one ever hears from Megan again. Like I, I, It's I, funny when people are like, <laughs> oh, you're so such an extrovert. I'm like, <gasps> right, but I would much rather be at home watching yeah. some you know, documentary in on dark, whatever in, in the dark. Cream. Right. Yeah. I like to, I totally recharge in my little quiet self space. Yeah. And and it's because of the the things where I'm like, no, even if it is uncomfortable um i just feel like that is a kind of an exciting and and neat role that i get to play and and truly anybody who wants to share their stories right we have this like expansive platform of 
social media. Of, right. You can start a podcast. You can blog. You can yeah. do live videos on Facebook. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can share your story, and people are hungry for that yes, connection they are. and knowing they're not alone in their journey. Right. And 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 coming back, some of these things that we've been talking about. I probably sound like the biggest cornball because I bring it up all the time about just love. Like yeah. there wouldn't have to be any shame. There wouldn't have to be any right. feelings of inadequacies right. of not seeking help right. if we're struggling yeah. because we're going to be embarrassed and judged right. if we just knew that we could be okay as we are. I think too, like in this whole, so we're both business owners um, mm-hmm. and I have a, I have a tech business, but that's been my background forever. So it, it is a little bit different than, um, you know, coming into the space as a mental health person when the, I'm not really in that space as a profession. I am someone living with this, but in the business world, I am always of the mind of like, you know, tell your crap up front and then they, they don't have anything to like, you know, grab you on right. down in the future. It's just like having contracts up front and whatever. Yeah. But I find that in this world too is like, isn't it better? People are so afraid of things and this whole stigma thing. Like, but why not get yourself out in front of it and be like, I deal with anxiety, you know, like raise your hand high and say, I deal with anxiety and bipolar and let's just move on. And instead of, you know, holding it all in Mm -hmm. and freaking out on somebody down the road, knowing that you had these tendencies, there's something different about like, look, I didn't realize I had this problem and you know, and, and a, hey, I'm going through something now. Right. If you know there's something wrong and you're holding it in, I can guarantee you it will blow up in your face, in your partner's face, in your kid's face, all of that. Yeah. So get help. That's just, it's backwards to me. That people know, don't yeah. want to say their stuff. They want to hold it in because of that stigma. And yes. I'm saying get in front of it and then people will, it will be easier. Totally. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. I know. I agree. Well, and I think one of the things to relate it to, which is just kind of a funny thing where you just lay lay your cards out and you're like, yeah. here's what I got, Yeah, is the space that uh, as single women, <laughs> strong, strong, strong-willed women with beautiful women and smoking hot, <laughs> like, you, can you hear the fire like, crackling? You won't be able to handle it. But what's interesting to me, and I don't really jump into the dating space a whole lot because I have a very tender heart and, I, and yes, I keep, you you know, we keep getting our um, yep. uh, heart and soul just smashed back uh, yep. in our face. Uh, that To that point, though, what I actually, one of the things I enjoy about the dating as an adult, uh, especially when I have a small army of humans right. to consider yeah um and as a top priority of who can even step into not only my space right uh, the entirety of this package of awesomeness that i get to be part of right and it is so interesting to just immediately within the first couple of conversations with people Mm -hmm. to just be very open yeah and i am impressed and a little (laughs) like whoa when you hear the candid nature of it because yeah. people don't have time for well some people have time for bullcrap yeah, yeah. I don't no. Uh, no. but hearing those things and then really just putting out my true colors of yeah. here's all the things yeah. buckle up because yeah. here we go get your bag of popcorn <laughs> um, exactly and it actually seems surprisingly there has not even yet been one person even though I have not successfully found a match and probably never will and I'm fine Stop with that it. no I, that's, that's not the end I think goal that, I think we the, both today <laughs> realized 
that we're like, we're, you know, we're good. Like, yeah. I'm good. Th- I am good. Absolutely. The way I am right now. The thing I love, though, <laughs> is that my, my actual point before it was like, what like is your actual things, point? I don't know. No, I haven't yet had a conversation with someone where I told them a lot of my heavy, what I thought would be very baggagey. Yeah. And been met with shock at all. No. Everybody just feels, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah. I did an All episode. All right, so you want to go to a movie or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like, what's up? Yeah, I did an episode about my mania called Mania Manifested. Check it out. Um, and, you know, it was really like, I even, I videotaped it. And it was, I don't know what it was. I think I was, I was dramatically pausing for effect because my mania manifests in rage and mm. very, very like paranoid um, and it hasn't happened in so long because I take medication and I do all of these different therapies. So, but after the episode aired, and again, I, as I was telling the story on the podcast, I was like, let me just tell you that my mania manifests as rage. <laughs> and then people were like, yeah, same girl, same. And then it, right. nobody cared. Just, yeah. Like nobody cared. It was not that big of a deal. So I'm like, if I can be the poster child, I don't care. If I can be the one saying, here's what happens when you tell your story. Mm. I have become very popular because of mental illness. Think about that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get you a sash and a crown. <laughs> I would like that. And I win. I win. And there's no one else because no one else will come forward. They're like, you can wear that sash. We're rooting <laughs> we're, from, we're, from over here. Over here. here. <laughs> I think you did sit in the way back. No, when I was talking. No, I so I was I was the one time I was a little bit. It had already started, and so I snuck oh. in the back. I was just a couple minutes late because I was running from. No, but bed. the other one. Are you talking about the one at the theater? Yes, but then I, now I'm thinking They're, when you came to where I emceed and I put you on live stream. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was like front, front and center. <laughs> uh, there have been definitely some. Some people who have been very supportive from the background, and that is fine. Mm-hmm. And I've had a very close friend of mine, you know who you are, um, decide Benedict to... Bigglesworth? Mom, it kidding. is Bigglesworth. That's, that's uh, actually, she was public about it, so is my you... friend Mel. Um, oh, I was like, you called... don't have to actually Well, I think, I think she would be grateful. She's one of my biggest fans, probably my biggest fan. And um, I know you're listening to this in the car on your hour drive from Star, Idaho, because come on, who lives in Star, Idaho? Okay, I'm going to edit that out. No, maybe I won't. She, remember, I don't really edit, I know, I so don't care. please don't tangent too much. No, so <laughs> I really don't. I, I don't. Because I can't not say all of the things if I'm trying to ask people to say these things. Sure. But the point is, she had called and said, I'm really feeling vulnerable about this thing I want to post about th- something that ha- happened in her life. And... And I was like, I don't have any good words for you other than it's going to feel so good once you do it. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the best part of this, even though, yeah, people like are now starting to recognize me and, and like, oh my gosh, I've listened to your podcast and that's cool. And I feel cool and good about that. My ego gets a little boost, but it's those times when people are like, I felt good about telling my story or I, oh, yeah. and this is from all over the country. I've had people in Australia contact me, um, you know, this is, this is helping me move forward with things. And so like that, it just makes a huge difference when you hear what people are getting from this. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's scary for me to go, I have all of these things 
And let me tell you about how I'm dealing with them. And then, or saying it to, yeah, like dating. At what point do you say in the date, by the way, I do a popular podcast about living with mental illness. What's next on the menu? Right. <laughs> um, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your listeners. Right there. You don't have to ears. You don't have to ever apologize <laughs> for that. Um, no, it's super real. I think the it just it just gets to be part of who you are, though, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that's fun is to just be. Be who you are, yeah, and then of course have a robust. That's like my favorite word. It's robust. certainly top top five favorite words in my. Uh, not the what word? My the vernacular na- vocabulary was vocabulary? the word I was good for. Uh, and suddenly words escaped me, which is always funny when I'm talking about words. And then I'm like, I have none left. They're all gone. <laughs> They've expired. <laughs> this establishment. I feel like I would rather just stay in the space of who I am as as right. much as possible. Sometimes exactly. as I, the, the handful of times where I've had an interest in someone, mm-hmm. uh, I. I find myself censoring the way that I post yes. and then I'm like, Oh, see, yep. I can't, Ooh, I can't let exactly. that be a thing. And exactly. so I guess, Oh, I, I definitely I mean, have. I just, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just want to have my, my girlfriends that we can have right. a great time. And certainly I have a lot of guy friends as well. And, and let's just, um, man, just when you can be so self-aware, you mentioned yeah. self-awareness earlier. It, that's all there Allowing is it. it to be, to guide you to be your truest self. Yep. Um, is so wonderful and freeing. A couple things um, we sort of mentioned at the tippity top here of um, mental health in the entrepreneur space. Because yes. you mentioned too that we are both entrepreneurs yes. um, with different types of projects and things that we've worked on. And to really emphasize, and this is probably a very common thing for many of our listeners, that we also juggle a lot of things. Motherhood, yeah. Yeah. just life goals, yep. um, obligations that we have to clients, yep. um, time trying to find the time to do fun things with friends, right. self-care, eating, you know, some of these things that sometimes fall by the wayside. Yeah. Well, um, Don't all eat the what things. falls by the wayside. I know. No, but please. But eat. Please eat good food. Eat but responsibly. <laughs> uh, there's just so many things going on and we're running, yeah. life is running for so many people at such a fast pace. Right. And a lot of times entrepreneurs, especially now that I'm um, kind of double double teaming my own workload uh, <laughs> yeah. in with having the stuff that I do for the Idaho Women's Business Center um, right. and all the event coordination and the social media and all the super fun educational bits I get to do there, coupled with what I do still as an entrepreneur, it was very crystal clear by my, uh, the, my boss, she hates that I call her boss, the woman who recruited me yeah. that she only hired me under the understanding I would remain um committed to my own projects that are finally doing really well after years of work. Right. And so that becomes even more taxing. And so in that space when you're when you ask me how are you feeling mentally? I I am grateful to have people that are so comfortable to speak to yeah. about when yeah. um when I'm having those challenges because I've never been diagnosed with right. things officially. I've had my therapist identify my um, my swoops of of depression as situational depression, right? right. And through EMDR and yeah. some different intensive things I've done, 
um, in the past, it's it helps me to navigate. Technically, that's health. a diagnosis. Okay, well, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm like, there's, there's never been something written on a paper, and so no, I'm like, Does no that one count? writes it on a paper. Oh, they don't. No, no. it's just no. Nope. It's written in the stars. It is. It's a okay. Thing. So then, technically, yep. I, I what I guess, and so, but be, but by doing those things as a, it helps me be that much more efficient in my work, right? In my mothering abilities, exactly. To really be aware of what I need to tackle. How exactly. to how to prioritize, how to stay healthy, how to exactly. notice when I have fallen out of alignment yes. with myself yes. because I can tell and, yeah. and having it identified, Megan, your situational depression shows up as XYZ and she yep. very clearly pinpointed and we could obviously tell through through specifically through these EMDR sessions, I knew exactly where my trigger points were. Right. And so I can navigate through and and rebound quicker when right. I hit those. Yep funks exactly because um, you know it, this is the self-awareness that i constantly talk about is like you know i i know what is happening i talked about the whole um you know using words and stuff like I will never be offended if you say something is crazy because that is like the most used word in the english language like it's a great descriptor don't worry about that right but when people are like oh i have such bad anxiety also i don't I don't care about the only thing I care about is when you say someone is bipolar. Like, no, I have bipolar, but whatever. Mm. Uh, I think it's more of like a science thing. Like, yeah, the mm. earth is bipolar, but I have bipolar. Anyway, whatever. Uh, really, it's not that big of a deal, but it just irks me. But when people, you know, I would say that to Broden sometimes, and he would get like flustered by that. He actually yeah. told me that at the end of our episode of our podcast episode, because I asked him, what is it like to live with somebody like this? And, um, and I thought to myself, I think that's good. It's good mm-hmm. to be able to put a name on it. Like, yes. put a name on it. This thing right now is giving me anxiety. Right. Whether you've been diagnosed with friggin' anxiety disorder like me, doesn't matter. Put a name on it. Yeah. Understand that that's a thing. It's like, my knee hurts. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep it. walking on it. Hell, I'm uh, going to go climb a mountain. There's a giant gash in my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just keep walking. Like, right. no, if you are having anxiety, if you have, you know, if your heart's racing, if something's giving you bad vibes, then just put a name on it. Yeah. So this is giving me anxiety. This is stressing me out. This is whatever. And then move on. And if yes. it's to the point where, hey, that whole thing about giving you anxiety hasn't stopped in a day. I don't know. Go see your doctor because you. This is a physical, you know, ailment. Yes. So, not sure how I was going with that. <laughs> um, well, we started in the sp- in the uh, topic of of entrepreneurs yes. and and business space yes. in and general. Being self aware, just yep. like a lot of the business gurus that we both listen to and and sort of study. Um, everything is self awareness. Everything you're yep. selling yourself at every corner, especially in what you do. Um, but I have always told people like sales is everything you sell yourself to a boss, you sell yourself to a new relationship, you sell yourself. I mean, sales is everything. And so you are, you have to know yourself. You have to. And after a certain age, if you don't take those steps to learn who you are, you will never be successful. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And I love, I honestly, I feel like I am more likely to, I like to start in a space of trust, but I'm more likely to continue a deeper and more trusting relationship and, and really genuinely want to support the business of someone who, it, who is very self-aware. Yeah. It, and it, it won't maybe necessarily always be a mental health topic. Right. Certainly, though, it's w- embracing what our strengths are, right. what our weaknesses are, 
being very open about what deliverables should be. Right. Like I would never, when I teach um, the improv things in the workplace, those those breakdown of how those skills look, and I can see the people nodding on certain right. things because they know who the, where the pain points are in the room. Right. They know which people are those yeah butters who are blocking yeah. and stifling. They yeah. know who is shutting them down. Yeah. And, and my goal is always not only to bring a little bit of the fun, the, the laughter and those little witty moments that uh, just fill my cup all the way up, mm-hmm. uh, but to empower people to know that they should be allowed to be humans, right. whatever that means, and right. not have the be a question of their ability to be a successful employee right. or a business person. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, there are some people who are so unwilling to allow their human side to be exposed mm-hmm. that like i i can't i don't even know how they can possibly right. function i i don't either because it's uncomfortable to watch almost right. when someone tries so fiercely to separate work from personal right because we are the humans right in those spaces whether we want to actually pinpoint it or not right the people that are are um able to accomplish their wildest ambitions and whatever right. are being very true to themselves absolutely and and if even some people who are not the most pleasant if they have self awareness about it there's still something very appealing to me if right. they are owning who they are totally no matter what in that an, is in a legitimate like uh genuine way because like this previous this recent person that i was with romantically what did we used to call the romantic nuisance he was a romantic Mm. nuisance and he would constantly (laughs) be like well i'm just a narcissist and i'm like nope you don't get to do that like Uh, so what we're talking about is not being aware by saying just like this whole this is giving me anxiety like don't be passive aggressive about it Mm. or whatever you want to call it you have to genuinely get that you're being a douche. Sorry. Okay. That you're being. I mean, these the people that are douchey. listening are not like totally. I'm sure they clenched. all swear. I don't. They probably do. <laughs> but in some capacity, I have been told by some people uh, of some. I just didn't want like a rip, people. rip roaring, f bomb scenario here. <laughs> but <laughs> Megan's listeners, if you go listen to my podcast, please just understand there will be things in your ear. Holes that <laughs> are very, very foul. Only the ear holes. Only the ear Thankfully, holes. Through the but be really clear about what you are self-aware and, and don't be like using it to sort of excuse things. Like yes, I can't to excuse use, bad behavior. Yeah. Like yes. I would I can never say to someone like, so sorry for being such a bitch, but I have I have bipolar. Like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So, like mm-hmm. you said, people can be kind of douchey and then Still kind of like, it, maybe not even verbally, but you can see it, especially with what you're doing. You can mm. see it where they're going, oh, boy, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have done that or whatever. And it's a genuine like self-awareness moment. Yes. And it can be super empowering. So I think on uh, this the, this last little home stretch scenario here, um, talking about the self-awareness and and how that can aid us in our love and appreciation for ourselves Mm -hmm. and then the ripple effect that that allows, um, which is super important to me, that it allows us to offer other people. We talk about that in my improv space with using yes and Mm -hmm. as a way to accept and acknowledge 
everything. Right. For good or bad or everything in between. It doesn't mean you agree with these things, as right. we all know. If people have heard me talk about yes and. It's an acceptance and an acknowledgement. Right. So if we use that on ourselves to yep. really accept and know ourselves, how yep. to be our best self, yep. to look for ways to continue to grow and see those things. Like my favorite things are in those spaces when someone actually will boldly admit something. I've had, yeah. I had a woman come to tears once in a group session that was actually open to general public and there was probably 15, or pe- 15 people or so um, in this general public workshop. Yeah. And she had this just look mm-hmm. on her face and she's yep. like, oh my gosh, I'm the yeah butter. Yeah. And I was like, that's okay because now that you know, you get to do something different with it. Right. You get to stop stifling other people, yep. stepping on other people's... And, and ultimately what's happening to her is she's stepping on herself. Right. So whenever we Wait, think... Wait, quickly tell yeah. my listeners what yes and and yeah about Okay, is. yes, yes. So yes and is the core of improv. It is the, essentially the little engine that drives forward in the performance realm it drives the scenes forward because we take with our scene partner whatever the the suggestion is mm-hmm. and we begin to build a scene and a relationship between characters uh, right before the audience's eyes without restricting where it will go. We don't right. have any preconceived notions. We just step right into that moment and begin right. to build together accepting that information. Right. And so by using yes to accept and acknowledge and then allows us to add something new, provide additional details. Which now when I see your improv shows, it, it, it just takes on a, not that I've seen a lot of them before knowing about yes and, mm-hmm. but now it's just interesting to watch that and yeah. be like, how cool like that they're, yeah. Yeah. I see it in action. It's, it's for cool. sure. It's and the, the, and so the, the important thing about yes. And though, as I said a few moments ago, is that it's an acceptance and an acknowledgement. And a lot mm-hmm. of times people will get it twisted. They think right. yes means you must agree I with someone first, and they will get yeah. very angry at me and argumentative right. Right. because they're like, no, I don't want to say yes to people that I don't agree right. with politically or religiously or all the, you know, immediately the right. very divisive things things that exist in our world and um or that they just say yes to too many things and they are over committed to things that are just not right. filling their how their life with joy and so you shifting the way we use yes becomes a very forward moving action oriented way to just live in life because right. we take the very next thing and we say yes okay that's the next task at hand or the next life thing I need to deal with or whatever it is saying yes is very easy when it's something that we do agree with and that we want to engage in using yes and as a powerful positive mindset Mm -hmm. especially when life is hard is where it's a game changer because it does let you um for me personally using yes and to really step into who I know I want to be right and I had been derailed for several years in a in a variety of capacities and now I've been able to become that person again by yes sanding the things that I know I love, I know I feel good about, that mm. I know I can offer the world, the way that I mother my children. It accepts me, it allows me to accept myself. And in doing that, giving myself that validation and right. honoring myself, it instinctively over time has allowed me to gift that to everyone else around me. Yep. Because I don't have to deal with things I don't, I can't control. Yeah. It allows me to just be... Like let them have their own experience yep. and to keep a bit a little bit more of a grasp on having boundaries um, yeah. and stepping into a space where there are more ways to do things. Well, and I, I, and I know we um, probably could talk for like four hours. Maybe we will do a follow up. I yeah, know that this well is could. there's so many good nuggets that mm-hmm. that's the word that she likes to use. And it's so true that 
because what I'm about to say, I, I don't think I've really quite explained it correctly to Megan, but the idea of yes and in the mental health space is more, more mind-blowingly important than I think you quite realize because we need to acknowledge someone when they say, I'm not doing well. Yes. And do not, yeah, but... You know, you probably just get over it or get over whatever. Right. And and I know that that's the way, you know, it's packaged for like all things. But when we talk about the mental health space, using that yes and, and even that last week when we both, you know, Megan and I are, are friends in real life. And so we were, we knew that both of us were kind of going into improv class last week. And of course she's leading it, but I'm in it. And I got triggered a little bit, but by the end of it, and, and that maybe is a story for another time, but... um at the end of it, I was like, I feel great. Like, I feel great. I laughed so hard. Mm. So all of the stuff that you're involved with seeps into the mental health space. And I talked about it on a couple other podcasts that um, that just laughing and, and that natural stuff, the exercise, the yeah. this bodily, you know, your body wants to help you. But yeah. when you are, when something's not firing right, you know, you, you have to push yourself just like in that spot where the three of us were talking mm, one of the right? one of these improv things that um that we do in in the workshop where you're kind of like talking over each other and it, it's just it's a practice right of yep. like I really wanted to listen and then I could only hear a few things and so there was a lesson there but what I was triggered by was everybody talking and, it, mm-hmm. and I was like oh, I gotta get out of here there's mm-hmm. too many people talking and mm-hmm. so but I didn't escape Mm-hmm. I stayed in my space, and then when it ended, it was like, I'm so self-aware that that happened to me. Mm. That's why I didn't have to race out, because yeah. I knew what was happening. I knew it was almost over. Uh-huh. I knew that I was safe with you. Uh, sorry. And that it, that it was for a reason. Mm. So all of this stuff mixed together makes for a lesson, a like moving forward, living successfully because yes. I am aware of the things that help me. Totally. Ugh, I love that so much. You're so awesome. I love you. Um, I love that example of tying it to the mental health because it mm-hmm. is um, when you're, and I, of course I get so passionate about the yes and, but yeah. even with that yeah but where yeah. you said that we ins- we will accidentally yeah but on people yes. and shut people down even when they're trying to work through something. Exactly. And to just exactly. pish posh someone's real struggle exactly. by saying yeah but maybe if you slept better you'll feel good exactly. in the morning. Or maybe if whatever, whatever band-aid we can put over exactly. this very real thing, um, we just need to be super mindful of of creating that safe space as often as possible. And I'm not perfect in it. The way that it has um, been such a great ongoing gift in my own life is that I'm so aware of these principles that I catch myself when I biff it. Yeah. And so I can issue an apology right away if I'm doing it. Yeah. If I've accidentally yeah butted somebody um, in any way. And, yeah. and, and it just becomes a space of um, trust, of, of just a reciprocal like joyfulness right um and and seeing that we can move through it like to yep. go okay well, there's the hard thing and then we still got to laugh and play yeah and man i love i love that and and one of my um friends actually the my um gal that i work with at the idaho women's business center uh diane she's just such a remarkable human love her. and she said to me "Ooh, where did my train of thought just go hold on we were talking about wait 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 wait, wait. oh 
I'm not pausing this thing. Oh my gosh. What? I love you. I know. How did that just happen? It was so good. And then I give so many extra words when I shift. Okay, give, so we were talking, we're talking about... about yes. Oh, healing. She Before she hired me, mm-hmm. we met for coffee and she said, people are starting to want to um, want to heal. Yeah. They're learning to... And then some, the, some things are being triggered for people to understand that they need to be healing, but they don't know what they're healing from. Right. Or recognizing that there are things they don't yet know they need to heal from. Essentially, it was all in the scope of, especially in the workplace, having yes. overall wellness mm-hmm. as a recurring theme that mm-hmm. happens in all of our workshops to make sure right. that people feel very safe and very welcome. Right. And very much like giving those little bursts of like a fun little laughter activity or something if I ever have any control over it. Um, because people are are hungry for the healing. Right. And a lot of people don't actually even understand what they need to heal from. Exactly. And so sometimes being able or accidentally triggering someone, um, it's so important for me to be able to learn and hear feedback mm-hmm. so that I can know that it's probably going to happen and provide the exit strategy from that momentary right. trigger space. Like the songs. Right? Yeah. I know. Yes. That Which, alone will be its own podcast I that we'll record live from a karaoke place. Love it. Um, It'll be like exposure therapy for me. Yes, Let's I just love do it. Because that that's such a one-time thing. It's not like you're going to go into each thing and be like, hmm, which one of you has like, no. you know, music triggers. Right. Everyone has some trigger. Though. This right. I know for sure. Right. I have never been to a workshop yet. And I've been right. doing these for a long time now. Right. At, at, at every corporate thing, at every general public event I've ever done, yep. at every nonprofit There's organization, something. no matter where I've gone, yep. either someone comes up to me right after class or I get yep. an a email or I get a phone call. Yep. I have not even in a small group. I have yep. never had one workshop where I was not told of a specific, not necessarily a super negative trigger, but something right. that was so unexpected yeah, that, that they are just like, why did that come out in yeah. an improv workshop? Exactly. And it's exactly. very, I'm very aware of it. And yep. it makes me that much more um, honored in, in what I get to do with yeah. the work that I uh, I'm just it's, so it's grateful cool. that I get to have in my wheelhouse. I, I meant to tell you also, um, you know, recently I did, and I'm going to actually do an entire episode about the entrepreneurship and mental health because I was asked mm-hmm. a few weeks ago to go into um, my, our, our mutual friend um, is a professor at BSU um, here in town. And he teaches a, in the, in the business school, he teaches a class for entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So, and he and I have known each other a long time. So I came in and talked about entrepreneurship and mental health. And there's this statistic that's probably on the low side of 72% of all entrepreneurs deal with mental health mm-hmm. uh, issues, mental right. illness issues. And I kind of came at it kind of funny where I'm like, is that really a problem or is that just the norm? Like, should we all just like achieve that? Because like, <laughs> I think we should be like at that level, right? right. Like you, you should just like know that you're going to be there and that's the norm. And yes. if you're at 72% of something, that is the majority. Like yeah. wh- when does it not, when does it become not a problem and just like, the thing the the 30% of you need to figure your your stuff out because yeah, they just haven't addressed it exactly. yet to be totally like, honest it's going to be 100% <laughs> once they figure their thing out but i forgot to tell you that like he took a journal of so there was two classes so there was 70 people in in total uh-huh. and one of the there was it was a lot of positive you know feedback um a lot of it was hey we need resources i didn't even think about that but the point is 
there was a few uh, gentlemen um, that were pretty much saying, yeah, but we don't need that. Like, yeah, mm. but I mean, I think they literally used those words. And mm. I remember looking at Rick like, this is what happens is that yeah. they dismiss it not only for themselves, but even for other people. Yes. Yeah, but that's not going to happen to me. I'm strong. Like, mm. what does strong have to do with it? Like, mm-hmm. these are chemical, you know, breaks in your brain. Like, fix it. It's like, yes. It's like my, the gash in your leg. Like, you got to go fix it. It's just broken. Right? right. Your skin's just broken. It just makes no sense to me. I know. And I, feel I like would we're argue. on this level and everyone yes. else is down here. Like, the normal is that no one's normal. <laughs> right. And right. I find so much strength and I just admire the crap out of people who want to do better with these yeah. heaps of body flesh that we are right. tromping around planet Earth <laughs> right. in. Right. Like, that is right. strength, is, right. is doing the hard work to yeah. unburden yourself. From yeah. the things that ail you. We even sat on a floor today for an hour <gasps> listening to the sounds of bowls. Oh, don't. Uh, are you trying to trigger me at the end of this podcast? <laughs> uh, so, folks, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. Yay. Um, and, Brooke, thank you for making it happen Back to finally do this. I am excited to get this so one good. out and to do, no doubt, um, there will be a good occasion for us to reunite on additional yes. topics because yes. this is something this that is, big. is it's so important and yeah. it is becoming more um like people are hungry for it we've already said that it's yeah. something that like why not be um at those front lines helping Honestly. push it forward and I, I guarantee you there's literally no one talking about mental health and improv no one this is going to be like the, this is going to change the world i'm just telling <laughs> you like it's going to go Global. Global. Oh my! And then I think word. we should do an episode where we just like talk like we normally do, with just talk about nothing and just make right. noises and That's, just see what happens. In fact, I feel like that should definitely be a forthcoming episode. <laughs> uh, Sometimes the stuff that and and we may need to just put it on mine because there will probably be swearing. Oh well, yeah. I guess we'll have to just bleep cross that. Yeah, I'll do. I'll enlist the <laughs> technology of bleeping um, for the just ranticles episode of there may be words that we make up i I mean just i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) well we love you we love you listeners and we wish you well in your journey and of course uh heaps of laughter and healing and success in whatever your quest is in your life and my sign off will always be i hope that you take care of yourselves and each other Mm, i love Love you Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. You can follow along with all of Megan's shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. I'm Sean Hancock with RecycledMindsComedy.com. 